Hello and welcome to the first ever Researcher podcast. This series will look at research that's making waves in the scientific community and the people behind it. My name is Joe Fenton and I will be your host throughout this series. Each week I will be speaking to different academics from all around the world and about their specialist subjects. Each academic guest will have produced, written, examined, analysed and published a piece of work that is trending throughout the researcher community and the wider scientific community. We will be finding more about the paper, the steps taken to create it, and its potential consequences. Discovering more about an academic paper and its origins is only half the researcher podcast story. We will also dive into the world of academia by discovering more about the lives of our academic guests. So today... For the first ever episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Researcher's co-founder, Dr. Ramiz Nafani. Today we'll be finding a bit more about the Researcher's story and one of its co-founders. Ramiz, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Joe. I'm very glad to be here. So, before we get into the Researcher's story, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your transition from the world of science to Researcher? So, my academic background um, is... uh, I'm trained as a chemist. I did my master's and PhD at University College London. I spent about a year doing postdoc. I also spent a couple of years in industry before um, leaving science and joining a technology company, um, out of which we then started Researcher. So the transition is an interesting question. A lot of um, friends and colleagues have often asked, how do you move uh, from science into something more entrepreneurial? But the honest answer is you gain a lot of skills when you do your PhD and your postdoc, and it's about finding something that you love. I was quite interested in in technology. I was interested in science as well, Um, and I found this niche, and we we started a project, and it it took off really well. So I would think I was pretty fortunate. Um, But to others who are thinking about transitioning out of science, I think you pick up a lot of soft skills and other skills which are really valuable in the outside world and if you find what you are after um, you can make a big difference in whatever field you end up with. Okay so you said you did your um, your PhD at University College London could you tell us a little bit more about what you did during your PhD? Uh, yes uh, definitely so My PhD was um, on something called bioconjugation. What we were trying to do is attach small molecules, which are organic molecules, onto proteins. Um, And my job was to try and find methodologies to be able to do that. Now, you might think, what do you do with this kind of technology? But I think the the applications are quite wide. Um, There are some cancer drugs on the market and the way they work is you have antibodies which are your um, defenses shall we say of the body and you can attach um, toxic cancer drugs to those antibodies so that they can specifically go and attack the tumor instead of you having to go through blanket chemotherapy where the drugs will cause a lot of other side effects so this is more targeted more specific Uh, There are other applications of this technology as well, which include uh, attaching a fluorescent tag to a protein where you can track um, a whole host of things. So my specific area of research and expertise was trying to attach organic small molecules 
onto proteins which are very large. And, and the reason it's interesting is organic molecules are usually happy in sort of organic systems, um, whereas proteins are very happy in aqueous systems or in water. So how do you um, get something which is specific and efficient as a reaction in the media which is, uh, which is aqueous but also um, works with these very large molecules and specifically? Okay, so obviously you spent some time in industry as well. So how have you found the difference between the scientific world and the world of technology? Uh, There are lots of differences, actually, and I think there are some great things in sort of both different worlds. So in the scientific community and the scientific um, sort of sphere, there's a lot of focus on rigour and there's a lot of focus on being correct. There's a lot of focus on testing everything, repeating the experiments, making sure uh, your hypotheses you've tested in every possible way. It's a lot more rigorous. Uh, Technology is, I think, a slightly different angle where there's a lot of innovation, which inevitably means things change much more rapidly than in the scientific community, which is very exciting. Um, The downside sometimes could be it's not as well thought through. Um, There could be things which may not exactly be what you thought they were, uh, and so on. Uh, I think there is, there's, there's some great ideas in, in both. Now, I also think there should be some cross-pollination. So there are some uh, methodologies in the technology sector, for example, agile process in how do you develop software could really be useful in academia where things are a little bit more laid back and you kind of keep working on something for a very long time without very clear and precise deadlines and so on. Um, at the same time, I think I think technology companies, etc., uh, we've seen a lot of examples, could do with being a lot more rigorous in their uh, in their outcome, in their testing, in in their overall thinking of how they develop products. And I'm thinking more towards healthcare, biotech um, side of companies, but also uh, generally. So, what was the inspiration behind Researcher? So the inspiration for the product um, actually came from my academic background because this was a problem that I faced personally and I knew a lot of my friends and colleagues also faced the same problem. Um, The product has evolved massively. It started off as a prototype um, last year and we have basically been driven by user feedback. So we put the product out there, the people love the concept and they have been essentially telling us what direction to take it. We've been prioritising features on the basis of requests um, and that's the intention we want to go down. So we want to build something for them. And what would be your one piece of advice for anybody that's just starting their PhD? Um, The one piece of advice that I would give is to try and understand their area of research quite quickly um, by reading a lot of papers. I think from my own experience, you are a little bit um, naive when you first get in. I think a thorough understanding of the state of the art, what has happened before, 
which direction the field is going, you can only get by reading uh, a lot of literature. And once you have that, the ideas will come. You will inevitably hit upon something really interesting. Um, and you have to obviously going to be able to try a lot of different things. But what is important as a base uh, from, from my perspective is to try and get a real solid understanding of the existing state of the art, what things have been done, what things have been tried, and which direction the field is moving. That, I think, sets you up for the rest of your PhD. You've been listening to The Researcher Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Alternatively, you can find us at www.researcher-app.com. Or if you fancy, you can drop me an email at joseph.fenton at researcherapp.com. Researcher is free to download on iOS, Android, or via your web browser.